Vineyard Westside welcomes everyone. It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Come as you are, because we believe that love wins, period. Uh, It's a new year that we're heading into, and it's that time of hope, uh, that time that maybe I can change. Things are going to be different now. Um, Any of you big resolution people? And then maybe you fall off a little bit. Um, It happens. We're not going to talk about resolutions this year. Um, Resolutions are, they're they're great, really. There's nothing wrong with them. Uh, You know, most of us pick things like we're going to eat better this year, right? We're going to eat better. We're going to uh, exercise more or maybe for the first time. We're going to read the Bible regularly. Maybe um, you make a resolution that you're going to be better with your money this year. You're not going to go, well, what happened to it? Maybe you're going to quit vaping. Oh, I heard some oofs. (laughs) Maybe you're going to spend more time with your kids. Whatever it might be. Um, these are good things for us to go after, but a lot of times I feel like uh, if we don't, for, for me, I'm the kind of person who has to tattoo things on themselves um, to, to remember. I have to see things every day. I have to be constantly kind of obsessed with certain things for them to stick, right? Uh, how many of us have maybe done one small thing in our life that made a huge difference, but it was a small thing that you went after with tenacity. Um, a small thing that you started doing that started to change other things. See, the thing that I have found with mature believers that I know, a lot of times when I talk to them and I ask them questions about things with their faith or, you know, why is it that you, you aren't very stressed when I'm freaking out right now, or why is it that um, it seems like, it seems like you, you know, sometimes I, I have a, a friend that I go to, to breakfast with sometimes, and it seems like whenever we get together, I always feel like, I'm like, well, why does it feel like I'm in crisis, and they're all good, like, and they always have some kind of wise words for me, and I feel bad, like, is there anything, you know, I can't help you right now. Why is it that they have certain things together? Whenever I ask them about it, it's always, the answer is always small things that ended up being big differences. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. A lot of times it's the small things that nobody sees that result in the big things that everybody wants. And so... You might have that friend who they just paid off their house or they paid off their car or they they did something. They're going, they're freed up financially. And you're asking like, how the heck are you able to do do that? And and they just say, well, just over the years, we just, you know, we just paid more on our mortgage than we owed. Or we, we started the envelope system. We did... Financial Peace University, and we started saving that way. Just small things that end up leading to big things that everybody wants. 
The one friend, I said, why does it seem like you always uh, are the one who has the answers for me? And I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm struggling a lot. And he said, well, are you reading the Bible? I'm like, yeah, some of the time I am. Sometimes, you know what happens sometimes with people in my profession? Sometimes you end up reading scripture only to get something together to teach something. And if you start falling into that trap of putting things together only when you have to, all of a sudden, things don't work out as well. He said, one of the biggest changes that ever took place in my life is I just started reading the Bible 15 minutes a day. Because I found out that if I read it 15 minutes a day and I just did it every day, I would read through the entire Bible every year. That I'd get through the whole thing. And it seems like a small thing. Like if you set out and you start thinking, I'm going to read the entire Bible this year in 2024. You grab a hold of that thing. Do you notice how thin the pages are? There's like over 2,000 pages in almost every one of them. And the print is tiny. And it takes a long time to read. But you can look up Bible plans and different things. And they average out to about 15 minutes a day. And you'll read through the entire thing. I said, well, and what's the one thing that, that you started doing that kind of changed things with you and your wife? Because I remember years ago, we talked about, you know, how they, they just, they weren't connecting very well. Things just, if you've been married for a long time, you might know that you can go through some, some different seasons of things. And if you're on a low season, you don't just accidentally get out of it. You have to work and you have to do something to get out of it. And I said, well, what, what is it that changed with you and your wife? And he said, we just, we, we started praying. We just started praying every day. And it can sound daunting. It can sound daunting to do that because if you're not used to doing it, how many of us are not used to doing something? And so if you try to introduce that new thing to your family or friends or whoever, it just seems, it's hard to get certain things started. But that's one of the things that I want this year in 2024, us to pray more together. We do better when we, when we do that, when we don't even have anything to pray about. When you start the day or end the day, whatever it is. It's hard to go to bed mad at somebody when you just prayed. You ever notice that? God just bless him with his stupid... Small things, a lot of times that no one really sees end up resulting in big things that everybody wants. Uh, today I want to share a story from the book of Zechariah. Zechariah is a prophet in the Old Testament. Um, if you're uh, somebody who wants to follow along in the Bible, that's fantastic. You can also go on your phone or on an app. You can go on version and look it up. Zechariah is one of those ones that's a little hard to find sometimes. But in Zechariah chapter 4, for some context of what's going on, is the, the temple of God at this time had, had been destroyed, and God's people had been led into captivity. 
And so it is a, a sad time in history in the Bible, uh, a time where they're basically they're, God doesn't have a house at all. The temple's been destroyed, and his people are displaced and captive. And in 537, it says a king named Zerubbabel. Come on, you guys want to warm up? Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel heard from God and decided that he was going to lead a remnant of people back from captivity into the land of Israel, into the promised land. And so uh, there was some excitement that was going on, some hope that that rose up, and he leads people back into Israel, at least a, a, a small group of them. Eighteen years go by, and God speaks to King Zerubbabel and says that he's going to give him the power to rebuild the temple, to be able to rebuild it. Now, Zerubbabel uh, begins to make some changes and begins to kind of come up with some plans and is scratching his head, and God is saying, I'm going to give you the power. And Has God ever told you guys to do anything that you were like, I can't do that. Like, I don't, I don't possess the ability. I don't have the tools. But God says he's going to give him the power. It says this in Zechariah chapter 4. It says, this is what the Lord God says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Nothing, not even a mighty mountain, will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain for him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, May God bless it. May God bless it. Then another message came to me from the Lord. Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Do not despise these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Have any of you ever set out on something and you just didn't get very far and you gave up on it? God doesn't want you to despise those small beginnings of things. If it feels like I'm trying to get this going, I'm trying to start this, I'm trying to stop doing this, I'm trying to, um, uh, I'm trying to do this with my family, I'm trying to save this, I'm trying to, don't despise small beginnings. God rejoices to see the work begin, that he loves seeing it get started. Um, several years ago, we, my wife and I had a, a tree on our property that um, we ran into trouble with. The roots had grown into our sewer line. And uh, we had our sewer line jetted out a couple different times, but it got to the point where it had collapsed. And we had to uh, essentially take down this tree and dig into our yard 11 feet deep and replace a huge section of our sewer line. It's pretty fun, exciting homeowner stuff. People are like, oh, did you guys go on a, did you guys go to Hawaii this year? No, we did sewer line. (laughs) Sewer line next year too. But the issue was we had this maple tree that was over 100 feet tall that was the perpetrator. 
and this maple tree had to come down. They, they said, the tree has to come down before we can start our work. We were already going to be going broke with the, the digging up of everything, replacing everything. And so I'm like, I got a chainsaw. I can cut this tree down. This tree is like six feet from my house. And it's a hundred feet tall. And uh, you ever stand around something like, I'm with a chainsaw. And I'm like walking around it. My wife's looking out the window. And I started, I started making some little, little nicks here and there. And, some, and I'm like, I don't even have a chainsaw nearly big enough to get through this thing. Uh, it had a 22-inch bar, and it would only reach about a third of the way through at any point. I called my friend Andrew to borrow a bigger chainsaw. I think he could hear the distress in my voice. Because he ends up showing up. He ends up showing up with, um, it's, it's called a Unimog. He's, he has all kinds of psychotic things, um, collections of things and giant equipment and tools and things. And he's like, I got something. And I'm like, I'm afraid this thing's going to fall on the house. I don't know what, I, I, I shouldn't have done this. I should have, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. The guys are coming to dig the yard in two days. I don't know what they, and so he said, I'm going to bring my Unimog there. Now, a Unimog is a, it's a Mercedes-Benz vehicle, actually, that he had uh, shipped, transported into the country from, I don't even know where. It's nine and a half feet tall. So think about however tall your car is. Like, do you see over it? Maybe if it's an SUV or a truck, it's like up here and you don't see over it. But still, even up here, you're talking like six, six and a half feet maybe. It's nine and a half feet tall, and it has a 25,000-pound winch on it. And so he's like, we're just going to wrap this around the top of it. You make a couple cuts. We're going to keep pulling and just keep pulling it over and pull it away from the house, and that, that's all you got to do. I'm like, oh, that's all you, got, all you have to do. <laughs> and he came over and helped, and I just got to watch for a while and pretend to do stuff a little bit. And we pulled over a freaking 100-foot-tall tree. And it didn't, it didn't smash the house. And it was one of those things where it's just like, you know what, sometimes, um, sometimes God is glad that you got something started, but also he's willing to provide help. He's willing to provide help with the temple that needs rebuilding. He's willing to provide help. It's not just you, just because you got this thing started. Don't be despising whatever small beginnings you have going. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Now, this work that started on the temple for King Zerubbabel, it was not impressive. Apparently, he was not the greatest um, rebuilder of the temple there was, and it was a slow start. And in the book of Ezra, there's even um, mentions of groups of people going to see the temple, and it says that the people cried when they saw the progress. Have any of you ever cried when you saw your own progress on something? 
I have. That they cried when they saw the the progress because it was so unimpressive. A lot of times we're looking for big, big things, right? We're looking for big, big things. We're looking for that David and Goliath. I want to be, I want to be Goliath. I want to be that Goliath moment where David smashes him in the forehead with a rock. Right? I want that big payoff. But the thing that we have to keep in mind is that um, the reason why David was able to sling a stone into the forehead of Goliath is because he was doing the little stuff every day. He was going out in the field. He was a shepherd, and he was keeping watch over the animals. And so if anything ever came along to try to, to steal a sheep, he's slinging rocks at them. And he's practicing, and he's practicing, and he's practicing. He's just doing his daily, his daily small things, his daily things that God has called him to do, to tend the sheep. But it was, man, it was secretly building a monster with deadly accuracy. We think about people like Ruth and her story. And um, some of you ladies in here, you might be looking for your Boaz. And, oh, he he sounds handsome. But Ruth's story is that for the longest time, she was just faithful to a woman named Naomi. And she worked in a field day after day and helped Naomi day after day until her big moment arrived. We think about people like Daniel in the Bible and we say, I want to do something huge like he did. He was in a lion's den and he wasn't eaten. He was, he faced death constantly and didn't die. How is he, how is it possible? But we look back in Daniel's story and what we see is that three times a day he prayed every day. That he was faithful in it, that he just prayed three times a day, that investing in this thing of, God, if there's ever this time when I'm in a lion's den, would you have my back? Sometimes that little stuff, small adjustments, end up making a big difference. Uh, John Wooden is a a famous coach uh, for UCLA, for basketball. Um, John Wooden came in and he has the most national championships, seven, seven consecutive championships, 10 total uh, from 1967 to 73. They went on a seven consecutive win run. And uh, when John Wooden came in to completely revamp the UCLA basketball program, uh, everybody was super surprised at what he started with. He, the, the entire first coaching session was how to put on your socks and shoes. How to put on your socks and shoes. And so they sat down and he sat with all these professional players and uh, sits down and says, we're, we're going to work on how to put on your socks, how high to pull them up, how tight to tie your shoes, how to tie your shoes properly, these things. Because he said, what I've noticed over the years is players end up getting blisters and then I can see them limp and I can see them not run as fast and I can see us lose games because they didn't have their socks on right and so we're going to start with the little stuff he said it's the little things that are vital little things make big things happen little things make big things happen and a lot of times it's just one little thing that can make a huge difference 
Jesus said to Martha, just one little thing is all, is all I need. Just one little thing. Martha's running around like crazy, scrubbing windows. Who knows? I only need one thing. I just need your attention. The Apostle Paul, he said, there, just one thing that I do, one thing that I do, I press on. And so the Apostle Paul has the word persevere that is just inscribed on him. And it's just, I, I don't quit whatever it is, um, whatever it was, I'm going to forget what it is that is behind and I'm going to press on. David, in the Psalms, he says, just one thing I desire, to dwell in the house of the Lord. There's only one thing that I want. He boiled it down over time, just to stay with you, God. Jesus said to the rich young ruler, there's only one thing that you lack. Like, you have everything, but the one thing that you lack is that You need to get rid of your stuff because your stuff owns you. It says that he went away sad because he couldn't let go of the one. How many of us have one thing that we, most of us in this room, I bet you we have one thing that can easily pop into our minds that we know we need to step into, we need to step away from, we need to start doing, we need to change in whatever way. And it would, it would radically change everything, but we don't want to give away the one thing. We don't want to give up the one thing. One small thing, one word. One word of encouragement uh, can keep you going, can it? Have any of you ever received a text message or a phone call or an email? And it just... You were just low, and it just changed things. One encouraging word can change things massively. One affirmation can make you come back to work. You're, you're quit. You quit. You're done. I'm done with this place. But then maybe you have a, a, a coworker, a boss who calls, who who writes. All right, I'll come back. One apology can save your marriage. One apology can save your relationship with your mom. One apology could save your relationship with your kids. Like, yeah, there may have been damage done, but an apology is it's unbelievable. If you mean it, one word is what I want to focus on today. I want to focus on, uh, and when you came in, hopefully you had a, a post-it note on your chair there. And if you're able to find something to write with, um, just even as I'm talking about it right now, what I'm hoping to do today is a little experiment with latching onto a word, that you would be able to latch onto a singular word. Because I think that that one word can actually make a pretty huge difference if you make this a uh, if you make it something that you strive for this year. In Isaiah chapter 54, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent 
Stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. How many of you are ready for a bigger tent? Ready for a bigger tent in your life? A bigger influence? A bigger uh, footprint for the kingdom of God? A bigger um, legacy that you're able to leave behind? Your one word could be a lot of different things. I've been given a word many different times in my life, uh, sometimes more meaningful than others when I really, when I really pressed into it. Um, I've had the word rest before, has been the word that has come into to, to my place of, okay, God, what is it that I need more than anything? Um, I need rest. I've needed that before. Some of you, you may, your word right now might be rest. And I don't mean just like sleeping. I mean a special rest. It says in Hebrews 4, so there is a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors just as God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. As I thought about it this year, um, I went back and forth over the last couple days trying to think of the word that I wanted to, to focus on for myself this year, and I came to the word invite. I want to invite more in 2024. I want to invite more people. I want to invite people into this place. I want to invite more people into my home. Invite more people over for meals to share and celebrate Jesus over. You know, we, we got to, to sit and share with our, our small group this year and just have dinner together and enjoy one another and laugh and I want more of it. I want more of the kingdom of God happening in my living room. I want more invitation with my wife, with inviting to pray, inviting on more date nights and things like that. I want more invitation to be coming from me and to be uh, less waiting on other people to invite me to something. Uh, for me, I can, when, when I'm kind of in a bad place personally, I find myself isolating, um, end up spending more and more time alone, and I find that I, I, man does not do good alone, is what the Bible says. That we were made for community. And so my word is invite. For you, you might have a word like seek. Maybe you're wanting to hear from God and you haven't, you, you want to experience him, you want to know him more deeply, um, you have tried different things and you're wondering, well, I, I want to know what his voice is like, I want to know why I don't know him more closely. Maybe your word is seek. Your word might be pray. Your word might be Give. Some of you have money that you need to give away. 
to other people. For some of you, your word might be simplify. Maybe uh, the rich young ruler disease is getting on you a little bit. Maybe if Jesus were to ask you, yeah, but are you willing to let go of these things? Would you struggle? Maybe it's time to simplify. Your word might be discipline. That, you know what I want to do? I want to do prayer and fasting this year. Or I want to read through the Bible. Or I want to uh, start a small group. I want to do this. Maybe you want discipline. Maybe your word is gratitude. Any of you um, willing to admit you're a spoiled little brat? I am a lot of times. I'm just like, why didn't I get this thing that I wanted to have happen? And then slowing down to recognize that I have been spoiled. Maybe your word is persevere. You're like Paul. He says, one thing I know, press on. That I'm going to press on. I'm going to keep going. Your word could be believe. Maybe you feel like you've just never been there all the way yet, that you've never given yourself completely over, that there's something that's still, um, you know, past church experiences that you had, or maybe something that somebody told you along the way that, that put a bad taste in your mouth, or you had some experience with a Christian or something. I don't know. But maybe it's time to let go of that and believe and to give yourself over completely. Your word could be stop. Your word might be start. Your word might be strengthen. Your word might be forgive. As I say some of these these words out, um, what I was hoping to have happen is that... um, you should have two post-it notes and that you would write your word on both notes, one for you to take with you and one for you to put up here. So it brings a new little level of accountability all of a sudden. How many of you have a, anybody have a word they're willing to share? What's your word for 2024? Yeah. Discipline. There you go. Who else? Sorry? Organize. Organize. Yes. And how will the small act of organizing lead to big things that you want. Who else? Yeah. Hope? Is that what you said? I like it. I like it. Who else? Yeah. Pray. That's good. So anybody who's written anything down, yeah. Get involved? It's good. Hold you to it. (laughs) 
And so what I would love for you guys to do, anybody who has written those down, uh, that you would bring those up to the front. What I'm going to do is just pray a, a prayer of blessing over us for this 2024 and invite words to come forward. If you don't have one, if you think this is stupid, write down, um, write down open. That you would be more open. So this morning, uh, I asked around a, a few different people this morning about what is a small thing that you did that made a big change. Uh, one of them that I really liked is uh, somebody just told me that they started making their bed. They started making their bed in the morning because then it led to, if they made their bed and they were still at home then it meant that they were going to pray. And so making their bed led to praying regularly. And it ends up making a huge change. If any of you are struggling with depression, shower. The word could be shower. You start doing something, and then more things will start to pile on after it. So we have lots of good things. We have worship, move, save, dream bigger, community, connection, positive, love, relax, minister, pray, act. Learn, read, strength, time, believe, pray, discipline, relax, think, trust, commit, stop, focus, love, peace, hope. These are pretty simple words, but they can make a pretty massive difference. If you're wanting to get in shape, maybe you're wanting to be spiritually strong, maybe you want your marriage to be healthy, maybe you want to be blessed so that you can be generous, what small things do you start doing right now that lead to big things that everybody wants later? A woman this morning shared that she, uh, she went and got a money order so that she could give at church because the money order... Um, made it so that she didn't spend the money. And so you got the money order, and it's already set aside. I already bought this thing and paid for it. This is already, uh, this is already signed up for Jesus. <laughs> it says in Matthew 25, the master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, and so now I give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. In 2024, you are being called into more responsibilities. Whatever small things you've been entrusted with so far, what God wants to do all the time is give you more and more and more. And so we're going to invite that. Let's pray. God, thank you for um, 
just the words that you brought to the forefront of our mind, I just pray that you would make them concrete, that you would make them stick, that it wouldn't just be a thing that we wrote down on a piece of paper that we lost right away, but it'd be something that we actually focus on this year and that we, man, we want it. You said that you'll give us the desires of our hearts, not just the little stuff that we kind of want. You'll give us the things that we deeply, truly want. God, we want we we just want you. We want you to be in relationship with us. We want to be close to you. And so, God, I pray that the many things that are written on these on these sheets here that they would come to being, that they would become life. Just say, come Holy Spirit, we pray over these things right now, that you would make these words um, an anchor. God, that we would be able to say this time next year that I focused in on this thing and things changed for me. Thank you that you trusted us with little things and that you want to heap more onto us. Now we're ready for more talents. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you for the good things that you did this past year. We're looking forward to even more in 24. Bless this church. Bless Vineyard Westside. I know some people came here for the first time today. I pray that you would give them a double portion of just uh, blessing, of being able to feel you and hear you and experience you, that there would be those unexplainable coincidences that that don't make any sense other than to recognize that you were up to something. We just say, come Holy Spirit. Just pray that they keep coming back. Just that that one small thing would lead to something way bigger. Pray these things because we know you can do them, Jesus. In your name. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, we're going to have some prayer team people over by the cross who would love to pray for you if you would like for anything at all. And uh, hey, hang, hang around. Talk to some people. Have a good day. For more information about Vineyard Westside, please visit vineyardwestside.com.